Hey everyone, Scott here with my good pal Rich. Say hi, Rich. Hi. And we're here today to tell you about a podcast we host together with our buddies Jay and Bill, the RPG After Years. The After What? The RPG After Years. Our show has entered into a new era of covering everything RPGs, both old and new. Thus, it is after its first era. It's the After Years. I thought RPG was Rocket Propelled Grenade. No, RPG stands for Role Playing Game. It's a genre of video game. Every week we go through the latest news and discuss other relevant RPG-related topics. We also review RPGs as we complete them. So an RPG is not a rabid Portuguese goose? No, thank God. From Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy to The Witcher and Cyberpunk, we've got RPGs covered from the dawn of time to the far-flung future. Oh, I've heard of Final Fantasy. I'd hope so. So check us out on iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast listening platform happens to be. You can also find us at probablywork.com. Level up your podcast feed with the RPG After Years. Enjoy the show. Welcome, dear friends, to the Taviret, a Wheel of Time podcast hosted by three gentlemen for whom the very wheel itself bends around. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Bill, Rob, and Rich. Hello, dear dark friends, and welcome to the Tarviran, a Wheel of Time podcast where we go through the Wheel of Time one chapter at a time, and we tell you all about it. Yes, hello, uh, my name is Bill, and I am part of the Tarviran crew. Uh, with Rob and Rich, but unfortunately Rob and Rich cannot make it this week. And so, yes, you've got a Bill solo episode, which means you all get to enjoy the lovely readings with Bill. <laughs> but we actually had Rob record an actual um, an actual outro for that, which was nice. So, <laughs> uh, well, an intro and outro, so it'll be a bit more professional this time. Um, but yes, hello and welcome to the show. So this week we're going to be going over uh, chapter 44 of the Wheel of Time, which is uh, The Dark Along the Ways. Uh, so, you know, last week we basically had more talking about going through the ways, and uh, Loyal gave us a big explanation of how the... Uh, the ways were made and basically these people were taught how to make and use the ways by the uh, uh well not make the ways but you know how to use the ways um and how to grow uh gateways into the ways by the uh batshit crazy men who are being driven nuts by the one power <laughs> so yeah that seems like a good idea <laughs> use that hey yeah you're going crazy slowly you're being driven mad by the dark one's tame so um yeah yeah, I'll use your crazy dark ways. <laughs> uh, but yes, you know, that's where our gang are. They've decided that that's what they've got to do. And so in this chapter, that's what we're going to be moving into. But before we go into that, uh, we've got some updates for the show. So uh, I'm not, I can't really remember if Rob mentioned it last week, but we have actually started a, um, a Redable account. So we have merchandise. Yep. If you've, I know, I know, guys, I know you're so excited about this. I know every single one of you listeners really wants a Tarviran mug <laughs> with our logo on it. Uh, but no, you know, if any of you were ever, ever interested in doing that sort of stuff, that stuff is available. So there will be a link in the show notes below. Uh, and we have also, uh, which I'm sure you'll be very pleased to hear, 
we have set up a Patreon account. Now, I've been, um, I've had plenty of people message me over the last several weeks. You know, I'll say several weeks. Like we're we're on chapter forty something. I'm sure we're like forty weeks into this. So, it will be going for a year soon. And there's fifty two chapters in this. So. <laughs> uh, we should crest a year by the time we finish the first book this is going to be a long podcast people I hope you're strapped in um, <laughs> but yes we have finally set up a Patreon account so you can come visit us at um, uh, www.patreon.com uh, patreon.com forward slash the Tarviran T-H-E T-A-R-V-E-N Tarviran <laughs> I spell that right Oh, I can never spell things out loud. Right. T-H-E-T-A-V-E-R-E-N. Patreon.com forward slash the Tarviran. So, yeah, if you've ever wanted to throw us a buck or two, um, you know, I've had plenty of people message me, uh, DM me on uh, Twitter and other places saying, do you guys have a Patreon? I'd love to throw you a buck. If now's your chance, you can finally do so. We're going to have lots of um, exclusive content on there. Um, I'd really like to sort of go over a lot of it when... Uh, Rob and Rich are on here as well um, but I know we're going to be doing things like we want to do a little sketch show about Kevin and Greg that will be on there uh, you'll get exclusive uh, access to uh, parts of our uh, Patreon areas of Discord and we're going to try and run a, a Wheel of Time MUD event as well uh, MUD stands for Multi-User Dungeon and I've got no idea what it is <laughs> it's some sort of Dungeons and Dragons thing and I've never played Dungeons and Dragons in my life, so I'm gonna to have to have Rob show me what that is, and I'm gonna to have to see if I can make it work on Discord. But yeah, we've got lots of good stuff coming on there. And uh, so what I'm gonna play you next is just a little introduction, uh, which we'll be putting at the beginning of the show. Uh, but I thought it'd be nice to just show off our little Patreon ad. So here it is. <laughs> Hello dark friends, now's your chance to atone and help the boys by throwing them a buck or two over at Patreon, and help keep them from spending any more nights under a bush. Well, not rich, but Rob and Bill deserve a nice bed at an inn for a change. Get exclusive access to bonus content and much much more, so go to patreon.com forward slash the Tarviran and donate a couple of bucks. That's patreon.com forward slash the Tarviran and come be part of the pattern. So there you have it, my fantastic little Patreon advert. <laughs> um, yeah, I was quite proud of that. <laughs> um, you know, those sort of things don't always work out very well, but that seemed to go quite well for me, <laughs> considering my uh, my limited podcasting uh, equipment I now currently own. <laughs> uh, you know, and places to podcast and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, you know, uh, enough of my moanings. Uh, so iTunes reviews. Now, um, again, I. Oh, I think Rod, actually, uh, Rod, <laughs> Rob actually forgot to uh, mention we did actually have an iTunes review last week, uh, sent via uh, Apple Podcasts in the United States, and it was entitled it was a five star review. So thank you very much for that. And an uh, epic podcast for an epic series, uh, and this was by uh, Eric uh, Slader. So. Uh, if you've been hesitant about diving into the deep lore and rich storytelling of Robert Jordan's epic Wheel of Time series, this podcast might just motivate you to take the leap. It's an ambitious project, but these guys make the journey worth the while. Smiley face. 
So, uh, yeah, thank you, Eric. Uh, that was very nice of you to put that down there. Uh, yeah, we always want you guys to give us a lovely iTunes reviews um, because it's just really nice to get a bit of feedback. You know, if you've got criticisms, feel free to give us some criticism. If you've got love and positivity, we love your positivity too. So, um, yeah, you know, feel free to review us on whatever podcatching apps that you happen to use. Uh, and it all helps grow and, you know, get the show out there to other people. Because in day we do this because we love the series and we love talking about the Wheel of Time. But more than that, we love talking to you guys too. So, you know, the fact that you guys are listening is just uh, completely overwhelming to us. So, yeah, keep it up, guys. Keep it up. So, what's next on the agenda today? So, what's next, I hear you cry? <laughs> I hear you cry. Don't cry, Yazoo. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, yes, so uh, Wheel of Time news. Now, again, uh, it's just, you know, lots of love and positivity coming from the Wheel of Time set. Now, merely, it's good that we've got the TV show going because, you know, it means that there is normally some sort of news to report on. But, um, yeah, you know, they're filming, they're doing stuff, the cast seem to be getting on. There are nice pictures that come out every now and then. There's a goat, there's Bella. What's happening? But one of the things that has been going on in the background, on um, especially over Twitter, that uh, me and Rob have been sort of talking about, is that there's the uh, there's the campaign to bring Billy back. Yes, they're not talking about me. We're talking about good old Billy Zane. Now I don't know how many of you out there. I I always assume that everybody knows about this. Maybe you don't know about it. There was a uh, originally a Wheel of Time. Um, what do they call it? Like a pilot episode long ago by the people who used to own the rights before Amazon got hold of them. I think they were called Red Eagle Entertainment, if I remember correctly. And uh, Billy Zane was in it, and he played uh, Bialzamon. And he played Bialzamon in the um, in the prologue to Eye of the World, uh, the one where he interacts with uh, Luz Ferrin. So, yeah, you know, uh, there's a big campaign to bring Billy back. And to be honest with you, I am so behind that. You know, that pilot was dreadful and it's not one of billy zane's finest moments you know he doesn't have many finest moments but uh, that definitely was not one of them uh, but at the same time i think he would actually make a pretty good beelzemon um <laughs> he's just got that look i don't know maybe it's just because he's bald do all bald men like remind you of like you know <laughs> that sort of thing <laughs> oh my best friend dan's gonna kill me <laughs> uh yes but um yeah, bring Billy back. That's the campaign that's going on Twitter. So, uh, you know, I'm my secret theory is, you know, you know, Bealzamon's pretty crucial to the plot. Now they could go full out on uh, CGI with Bealzamon doing Billy's like a big sort of flaming skull, be like Nicolas Cage in that Hellrider thing that he did. <laughs> I can't even remember what the name of that was. Death Rider, Hellrider, something Rider, riding through the snow. Don't eat the yellow snow. Yeah, don't eat the yellow snow. That must have been the film. Um, Nicholas Cage, you don't eat the yellow snow. My hair's on fire. Um, <laughs> where do I get this from? I just go on complete tangents. Anyway, so um, yeah, so bring Billy Zane back. Um, I reckon, you know, I haven't seen a casting for Bialzman, and he is quite important to the beginning of this book. And I'm thinking, yeah, I reckon they've done that. I reckon there's a cheeky little nod. They've gone and got Billy Zane to do those Bialzman scenes, and they haven't mentioned it. So, um, 
yeah, if the Billy, if the bring back Billy thing doesn't take off, I reckon he might still be in there anyway. I reckon they're going to cheekily slip that one into the show. But like, hey, look at Albie Arzamon. We got the Zane Meister. Ugh. 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 That even made me cringe saying Zane Meister. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, I can feel, I can feel Billy Zane writing out a, a strong letter to his lawyer. Don't let them call me that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, apart from that little bit of fun going on in the community, you know, not really much to report. Um, I, there won't really be much to report until we know that uh, we've got a sort of confirmed date for it coming out. I know a lot of people were thinking there might be a Super Bowl advert, but it didn't happen, I'm afraid, people. It didn't happen. <laughs> so, next up, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsors. Hello, my name's Bill. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm here in the UK doing UK things, not being eaten by giant people. And I'm Tyler in the US, also not being eaten by giant people. And we host The Coordinate, an Attack on Titan podcast where we... Uh... Uh, hold on a second, Tyler. Hold on. There's some weird noises going on outside the door. Let, let me just go check it out quickly. Ah! 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 It's Twitter Troy Titan. Ah! Ah, my leg! Ah, he's eating my leg! Ah! Bill? No! Oh, oh, it's gone! He's eating my bloody leg, Tyler! Troy's eating my f***ing leg! Oh. Uh, anyways, uh, we're a monthly podcast where we read an arc of the manga a month, try to get Bill caught up. Uh, Bill, you want to tell them where they can find us? Uh, what? What? You want, what, what's, what do you want? Where can people listen to the podcast? <laughs> I don't, uh, oh, I don't have a clue. Oh, he's going to eat me. He's going to eat me. Oh. Oh. Why are there so many cats in here? Oh, God, I hope he's uh, get, Can I get a new co-host? Down to the crux of the matter, people. This week's episode. Chapter 44 from the Eye of the World. The Dark Along the Ways. So... As me and uh, Rob keep uh, going back and forth on these uh, one-person episodes, because you know these are only like these are quite short chapters, and generally most of it involves people just talking to each other. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of plot development. There's not a lot of action going on. So there's a few things we can elaborate on that are quite good in these chapters, but most of it isn't that amazing. But I do get a nice juicy bit at the end here when they uh, when the when the gang gets on their way, <laughs> shall we say? So we start off and we're still in the Queen's Blessing. We've been here for like three chapters now. <laughs> and um, uh, it's well before sunrise. And uh, Master, we meet up with Master Gill. And he's about to lead the company out of the inn by a hidden door in the stable. And so they're sort of, you know, they're, they're, they're clambering through the dark. They're going through the, um, uh, the, the inn uh, at the early mornings. And, you know, the staff... And see these people leaving, you know, staff coming to bake the um, the morning bread before their customers come in. So you know, do whatever customers do early mornings. I assume. Why do I assume they bake bread? I assume there must be a bakery around the corner. But, you know, people were in. Now it's an inn. What am I doing? What am I talking about? It's going to be bed and breakfast in the morning, isn't it? There's going to be bacon sarnies. There's going to be a continental buffet. You know, they're going to do croissants. I'm sure Master Gill makes some lovely croissants and some pan chocolats for the uh, for the visiting French ministers that come to the Queen's Blessing. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, nah, I assume it's just stew and hot pot most of the way, considering that there's quite a, 
quite a few food shortage going on in the world of Randland at the moment. But yeah, they kind of stumble through all the inn and they start stumbling through the um, the horses' stables in the dark. And Loyal's there, he's complaining, you know, I can't believe we kind of have one lamp. <laughs> and she's like, nope, we're, we're sneaking out here because don't forget, there are people who oppose the Queen and there are bloody white cloaks all watching this place, wondering what we're all going to do next. So we're sneaking out the back door. Thankfully, Master Gill has a rather nice back door to his Queen's blessing. Um, we get this point as well where Matt sort of pulls Rand aside. So Matt's kind of slowly coming back into himself after the old uh, I'm going to kill everyone with this evil dagger incident of uh, 1965. <laughs> and he tells Matt that he's noticed a change in pairing. It's like, yeah, Matt, you you really can't talk. <laughs> All right. You definitely have the worst of changes as far as all the boys go. Uh, but, yeah, he says he's noticed a change in bearing, and I don't think he's just talking about his eyes. Now, at this point, I feel like that's quite harsh, because Perrin's just a bit, you know, he's he's been through some stuff with the White Cloaks that weren't very nice. Him and Egwene, they, you know, they travelled with the travelling people. He, he became, his eyes turned gold, and he could communicate with wolves. So he's probably just feeling a bit like... Oh, I really just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and Matt's just like, hey, Darren's changed. He's not the same boy he used to be. You know, of course he's not. He hasn't got a bloody great big hammer in his hand, like banging away at steelworks in Master Luhan's forge. Like, you know, <sighs> come on, Matt, use your brain. But um, Rat sort of, Rand sort of goes, yeah, yeah, I can, I see what you mean. But, you know, Moraine's there. She looks like she's been helping him out a bit. And uh, let's let's face it, she helped you, Matt. <laughs> so fucking shut up, zip up, and put a bit of trust in your mate, all right? Us three, we're in this together, all right? <laughs> uh, and he basically also says, you know, there's no time to really discuss it now. And uh, we also get this nice little bit where um, as they get all the way to the back of these stables, and uh, one of uh, Master of Gill's uh, stable hands says, yep, coast is absolutely clear. They move all the hay out of the way. They move all the equipment out of the way and then they move these two little latches and the door swings open. They've got a secret door at the back of their stable, which leads into an alleyway, you know, uh, which apparently nobody knows it's there. So nobody's going to nobody's going to, you know, the white cloaks aren't going to be watching it so they can safely escape. And apparently Loyal as well uh, has an amazing ability where he sort of puts his head out like he's listening to the wind or some some rubbish <laughs> some hippie doodle <laughs> yeah and uh he can sense where the way gate is and um master gill does actually mention as they're leaving like it's a bit tight out there and yeah Rand says you know they're on these big horses you know you've got bella in tow they've all got these various shaggy mares loyal does not want to ride his horse you know but bro my legs were made for walking that's just what they'll do and if you're not careful i'll walk all over this horse too um <laughs> And, yeah, he doesn't want to ride the horse, but, you know, they say, come on, you'll look strange without it. So on the horses they get down this alleyway, horses have obviously got, you know, their lamps and everything, their food that they need to go through the ways. It's going to take them a, a good couple of days, maybe even a week to get through the ways, according to what Moraine and Loyal said in the last chapter. So the, these horses are packed up and they're scraping against the walls as they go down. And Rand's just like, every tiny little noise feels like it's the loudest noise in the world. And that white cloaks are just going to come toppling down at them at any moment. But yeah, that fortunately does not happen. Uh, they manage to 
get out of this little alleyway and they follow Loy all around. And um, Rand sort of mentions how ridiculous the scene is because of how big Loyal is. Like they've got Loyal the biggest horse they can find. But he looks like either, you know, they, they try to get the biggest horse to make him look more proportionate. But because of all the other people behind him in this, in this little caravan that's traveling through the cities of Camelin, it's a bit like, mm, why is there a giant at the front? <laughs> but, you know, luckily they don't really get spotted. Most people aren't really paying attention at this time of day. And also because it's quite dark, it's easy to sort of think, you know, he's either just a tall man on a normal horse or a gigantic horse with a normal man on it. So, you know, they sort of use that as a bit of disguise to try and help cover up the fact that they've got a, a giant mythical creature with them. Um, so after they get to, um, it's, it's around about um, sunrise before Loyal's, you know, special <laughs> waygate senses, <laughs> like grinder for waygates, um, he, he finally brings them up to the building where the waygate is. And so Moraine jumps off her horse. She uses the one, and she uses her one power to break into the cellar to get down. And they all climb down with the horses into the cellar where they find the waygate. And uh, yeah, you know, this it's a very, you know, big open cellar. It's clearly, you know, <laughs> uh, Matt's the one who goes, God, why the hell did they build a wire gate down here in this dump? <laughs> and Loyal gets livid. He's just like, this wasn't always like this. They murdered my trees. And yeah, he goes into a big rant about how this all used to be trees and everything. And they just cut it all down so that they could build houses. And then Rand sort of looking around, it's like, oh yeah, like there, there's the waygate, and it looks old and intricate, and then the rest of the stuff looks like it's just been built around it, because obviously they can't destroy waygates. And so they started knocking all this forest down. There was this waygate in the middle where they wanted to build this cellar, so they just built the brick around it. You know, yeah, let's leave that there. It looks nice. <laughs> that looks nice in the wall. A bit like a nice ornamental fireplace. <laughs> um, so uh, Moraine then pulls out the leaf. Which she calls, uh, uh, I really struggle to pronounce this word, um, av, uh, Avendosora? Avendosora, I think it's pronounced. <laughs> I probably completely butchered that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's basically um, uh, the leaf from the tree of life is the key. Now, whether this is actually a leaf from the tree of life, there is a tree of life in this series somewhere. <laughs> um, I don't know whether it's actually a leaf from the tree of life or if it's just supposed to look like it. And like, that's the leaf. You have to pick it up and you have to move it to a different point of the way gate. And then the way gate opens. And it's kind of like a, um, a weird sort of mirrored portal that appears. And, you know, obviously our, our lovely country bumpkins that we've got along the way, old Rand, Matt, Perry, Egwene, and uh, Nanive are all a bit like, uh -huh. <laughs> um, and yeah, the horses don't particularly like it either. But Moraine's very much like, come on, everyone, we're going through. And I've got to go last because I've got to seal the way, the way gate behind me afterwards. And I'm the only one who really knows what to do. <laughs> um, yeah, they kind of describe like the way it looks like, like a shimmer. And uh, yeah, then not all the horses want to go through it. Obviously, Lan and Mandrab just walk through it like it's nothing. And um, it kind of... Um, as, yeah, when Rand goes into the waygate, um, as he slowly approaches his own reflection, 
until they start merging and becoming one. He says it feels like um, it was almost itchy, like he's disappearing into nothingness. And he feels something icy sliding along his skin as he passes through. And that time stretches out and the cold envelops him. And um, yeah, and then suddenly he just like bursts through on the other side, like he's just suddenly fallen out of the bubble. So there's definitely some sort of a weird time compression thing going on here. You know, not FF8 style, uh, <laughs> but just a, a weird time compression as he gets squeezed into the world of the way game. And the ways are dark. They are a dark, dark place. In a dark, dark place, in a dark, dark town, in a dark, dark cellar, in the dark, dark... Uh, anyway, <laughs> for anyone who's ever read Funny Bones to their kids, there's a little nice little reference for you. Uh, and the lights, yeah, the light of the lanterns that they have with them seem to be having trouble penetrating into the darkness of the waygate. It feels like the darkness is pushing one of our teams. This sounds like a really horrible, horrible place. <laughs> uh, so Marine closes the door behind them and they're locked in. So the ways are kind of like, um, they're, they're like a series of islands and bridges and it's really hard to imagine it because sometimes when they describe the islands, they seem massive. Like he describes the odd islands being like a plateau on the top of a hill with many bridges going out in each directions. Um, and although, um, and like what holds these bridges up and what holds the island up is a complete mystery. <laughs> and Rand uh, wonders about that a lot, wonders if they're all just going to suddenly fall into nothingness for the rest of eternity. <laughs> um, and each island they get to has a little guide so it's like a big slap of stone just you know dumped in the middle of the island and it's got ogier script um, but when they get to these they're all quite worn um, and these things are supposed to say where each bridge leads so you know you follow your bridge and you go over to each island until eventually you get to where you want to go to there'll be another way gate and you get yourself out the other side and all of these guides and bridges and a lot of the bridges are really damaged as well they've been eroded by time which is strange because time seems to have less of a concept in the ways. But that's how it's going anyway. Um, but luckily, uh, there a lot of them have been uh, graffitied by uh, Trollocs. <laughs> so Trollocs have their own little language and they seem to have um, uh, been graffitiing these guides to let them know where they lead to. And so this basically cements the fact that, yeah, the Trollocs Trollops. <laughs> the Trollops have been using the Trollops and Fades have been using the ways in order to get down to uh, say the two rivers. Yeah, yeah. See what's happening here. Um, you know, luckily, Loyal has the ability does actually know a little bit of Ogier script and is able to read the guides in order to sort of find their way around. You know, they occasionally come across a broken bridge and have to backtrack a little bit and find another way around to where they're going. Um, uh, and it gets to a point where. Ooh, where yeah Rand's wondering Rand's getting hungry basically and then uh, at the moment he starts getting hungry Lan goes it's midday let's sit down and eat it's just like how the hell does he know what the time is because he's Lan he is Lan from the borderlands man <laughs> he knows everything so they have a brief meal uh, but they all sit in their horses saddles and they eat there they don't get down um, Marine doesn't want to spend a moment more than they have to in the ways and um the water indicates, uh, yes, a land also says, you know, yeah, we're not going to stop before nightfall. We've got to keep going. Um, and there's a couple of times as well where Loyal's a bit like, hmm, 
stating Shanghai's free bridges that way. <laughs> Why don't we just go there for a rest? To be honest with you, that is a bloody good idea, lawyer. If I'd have been there, I'd have had you back, man. I'd be like, yeah, come on. Let's go just dead in Shanghai. No one power. You can have the night off. <laughs> Let's get absolutely shit faced. <laughs> um uh yeah, you know. So um <laughs> but they don't Moraine's pushing them onwards. They start going through more and more islands and she's telling she's encouraging Loyal to take them too far down. Uh and you know you know, don't worry about standing Shanghai. I know it's only over there. Let's keep going. And Rand's kind of beginning to think, eh, do you know what? it's dark but these places this, this isn't that bad. Um and yeah, but at the point where Rand's thinking, yeah, this isn't so bad, come on. This is all right down here. That's when Loyal finds a bridge that he wants to travel over has collapsed. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, fuck. We're going to have to backtrack <laughs> and find another way around. Oh, isn't that really annoying? <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's basically where um, our chapter comes to a close. The guys in the, le uh, the, guys in the ways. Now, the next episode, uh, we're going to go into... Uh, oh no, hang on, sorry, before I go into that, uh, we're going into, of course, everybody's favourite section of the show. We're going to do readings with Rob, but with Bill. <laughs> yeah, it's me this week again. Uh, and also, Rob's recorded a nice little readings with Bill intro and outro, so I'll be really excited to see what that is. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I've chosen the bit where the guys get down to the cellar and Loyal is fuming that the trees of the grove have been cut down uh, to make this cellar that nobody uses <laughs> so yeah look forward to that this is this week's readings with bill and now the taviren present to you readings with bill the place seemed made up of a series of arches there was plenty of room but rand still felt crowded Loyal's head brushed the ceiling. As the rusted lock had foretold, the cellar had not been used in a long time. The floor was bare except for a few broken barrels filled with odds and ends and a thick layer of dust. Moats stirred up by so many feet sparkled in the lantern light. Lan was last in, and as soon as he had mandrabbed down the ramp, he climbed back to pull the doors shut. Blood and ashes, Matt growled. Why would they build one of these gates in a place like this? It was not always like this, Loyal said. His rumbling voice echoed in the cavernous space. Not always, no. The Ogier was angry. Rand realised with a shock. Once trees stood here, every kind of tree that would grow in this place. Every kind of tree that Ogier could coax to grow here. The great trees, a hundred spans hides. Shade of branch and cool breezes to catch the smell of leaf and flower and hold the memory of peace of steading all that murdered for this his fist thumped the column the column seemed to shake under that blow rand was certain he heard bricks crack waterfalls of dry mortar slid down the column what is already woven cannot be undone moraine said gently it will not make the trees grow again for you to bring the building down on our heads. Loyal's drooping eyebrows made him look more abashed than a human face could have managed. 
With your help, Loyal, perhaps we can keep the groves that still stand from falling under the shadow. You have brought us what we seek. As she moved to one of the walls, Rand realised that that wall was different from the others. They were ordinary brick, but this was intricately worked stone. Fanciful swirls of leaves and vines, pale even under its coat of dust. The brick and mortar were old, but something about the stone said it had stood there long, long before the brick was fired. Later builders themselves, centuries gone, had incorporated what already stood, and still later men had. That was Readings with Bill. If there's a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to hear read on the podcast, uh, please keep it to yourself. Odds are this was a train wreck. And that was this week's Readings with Bill. So I hope you enjoyed that. (laughs) I'm I'm definitely not as good as doing voices as Rob. (laughs) I've been keen to take the mickey out of him when he does them, but yeah, it's not particularly easy. So I hope you enjoyed this week's show, guys. Um, again, like I said, next week's episode is a really good one. Uh, I believe the ways get far more interesting in the next episode, which is what follows in shadow. Okay, so look forward to that one. Hopefully, we'll have a more than one host next week. Uh, as much as um, you know, me and Rob, are, especially Rob, with the uh, single episodes, uh, do like to keep up with the show. Uh, it's so much more fun when we've got other people to talk to. Which again is kind of the point of doing a podcast on the Wheel of Time. Is it we want to talk about the Wheel of Time, so it's nice to talk to other people about what's going on in the chapters as we read them. So hopefully because next week's episode is a bit more meaty, um, well, you know, more interesting, uh, we should be able to get more hopefully we'll have more than one person doing it next week. So look forward to that. So so that's been it for this week guys so again as usual uh, please rate and review the show and send us some love by reviewing us on uh, whichever podcast apps you happen to use um, you know you can reach out to us on twitter and join the conversation on hashtag twitter of time uh, twitter of time is always the best place to go if you want to go for your uh, wheel of time news people are always discussing stuff over there it's great um, uh, come join the discord again links below um, we want to hear from you guys now um, you know We've got some uh, networking events coming up as well from the We Can Make This Work Properly Network. Uh, one of the things we've got coming up is the uh, Materia Lockdown events. So that's a Final Fantasy VII challenge run, which is going to run from March 3rd to June 3rd, which is an event I actually run myself. Uh, so yeah, it's a way of playing Final Fantasy VII using a Twitter bot to assign Materia jobs to your characters. And it's all to raise money for uh, the Motor Neurone Disease Association, which um, sadly took my mum's life a few years back. So it's all for a good cause and it's a good bit of fun. Uh, If anyone's ever played the uh, Final Fantasy V five job Fiesta, uh, we're kind of sort of mimicking that event, doing it with a Final Fantasy VII twist to it. So yeah, you can get involved with that. And we're also doing season three of our Podcasters Assemble, where we're going to be going through and talking about James Bond, but specifically the Daniel Craig James Bond movies. So, you know, if you want to get involved with that, go to www.probablywork.com and find out more, and you can give us your thoughts on the uh, the Bond movies and be part of that, which is a really fun exercise. We So far, we've done... We did the uh, the Marvel Universe, so that was like 50-odd bloody films that we all went through, and then... Um, Last time around, we did all the Star Wars films leading up to the latest Star Wars one that released around December, and that was really good fun too. Uh, 
uh, so you can get involved with that. Uh, again, you can find our show on YouTube as well. If you search for Tarvrien on YouTube, you can subscribe. Uh, we're getting lots of, we still every week we get a new subscriber to that, which just blows my mind. I never thought of you, YouTube as being a podcasting platform, but it's proving to be really, really popular for our show. So yeah, if you want to subscribe to us via YouTube, you can. Uh, and there are just so many places where you can show your your love for our podcast. Again, we've now got a store on Redbubble where you can um, get a few bits of merchandise with our logo on it. And obviously, we've now got the Patreon up and running. So yeah, www.patreon.com forward slash the Tarviran forward slash the Tarviran. If you just want to sponsor us a buck or two, and yet we're going to try and get lots of extra content on there, uh, just as much as we can. Um, there are a couple of different tiers for different things, uh, and yeah. Uh, hopefully you know you can find something in there that you'll like and hopefully you'll like our bonus content so that's been enough for me now um you've heard me yabber on for like what half an hour or so now uh, i'm getting a dry throat i need to have a drink and it's definitely robs around in the queen's blessing uh, so master gill throw me a bourbon i'm gonna get absolutely sugar faced tonight <laughs> all right then, guys uh, over and out Now that our heroic trio have left the familiar confines of the two rivers, they find themselves being chased by all sorts of denizens of the Dark One. Our party has been scattered, and the boys separated from Marvrain and Lan. Let us hope that luck, or some other force, can keep them safe. Uh, Bill? Bill? Billiam! Put that dagger down! You have no idea where in creation that's been! No, no, Rich. I don't have an extra cloak with me. Maybe if you didn't ride your horse straight into the Aranel, you wouldn't have this problem, hmm? For crying out loud, Robert, I know that girl from Berlon said weird things to you, but you shouldn't let it get under your skin so much. What are you, eleven? You all remind me of a younger version of myself. Why, back in Watch Hill, I would... friends, this is Troidal Power, host of the Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. And I'm inviting you to listen to Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. You can find it and a lot of other weird shows at probablywork.com. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.
This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. <laughs>